Okay, uh, welcome again to another episode of Take File. It is the night before the NBA draft, uh, so we have a special uh, pre-draft episode today. And uh, we It's have, a golf cart. We have a guest. Uh, he's not appearing on camera today <laughs> because his face is a little um, ugly. Well, all right, so today we have with us the high school henchman, the peach jam predator, the McDonald's all-American acolyte. He must be on a federal list the way he be following kids. So many scoops, they call him the ice cream man. He hasn't been outside in months the way he's an insider. The college transfer con man and Mr. Student Stalker himself, Sam of 24-7 High School Hoops, how are you? I'm good, boys. Thanks for having me on the pod. <laughs> I'm out on the golf course. In some tree trouble, huh? Oh, dude, I'm in the boilers <laughs> right now. Clearly. I, had, I was just on the other hole, so I guess this tree is... Yeah, that seems right like hole. an improvement. All right. Um, so, before we get to the draft, uh, there was some breaking news we have to get to today. Um, the Clippers the Wizards and the Celtics uh, appear to be approaching some sort of three-team trade uh, where the uh, Porzingis is going to Boston, Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon is going to the Clippers, and Marcus Morris and draft compensation is going to Washington. I think that was updated later to say Marcus Morris and Amir Coffey, um, Minnesota legend Amir no. Coffey. Is going no. to, uh, to Wizards bro. to Washington. I well, he wasn't exactly going to get <laughs> get playing time on the Clippers. I didn't know anyway. that. Um, I I think I saw that somewhere. I think it was whoa. Just I'm, I have Shams pulled up right possible. now. My guys are telling me the same thing. Yeah. So and then the yeah. so the the pick is number thirty, right? Uh, yep. Of tomorrow's we'll draft. Yeah. Who's pick? For the Clippers pick that's going to Washington. Um, We're giving them I, a first-round pick? I, it's one of them, I guess. Chris stops, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's like hardly yeah, a first-rounder. It's but, like the last. Well, it's the last first-round Yeah, pick. I mean, it technically for them it's for Brogdon, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what's your uh, reaction to this? Who cares? I don't know. Like, I don't like. <laughs> really? really? Like, it's a pretty I mean, big Chris trade. Sons, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think that really puts either. Like, any. Like, that's. I don't know if it's better. That's gonna really make Boston. You don't like, think don't it moves know. the needle at all? Not really. Like, I don't know. Like, you guys have that hype on Kristaps Porzingis still? Yeah. I pretty good year. You love Porzingis, Sam. Sure. I, I, you know, I don't like. I think he's like a a solid defensive big that can stretch the floor. I don't know. Like, I think there's, it it moves the needle for Boston more than, like any other of the teams other than like the Wizards towards the bottom. You know, how is was the best. How, how was Brogdon this year? Brogdon One, was the six sixth man, man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the oh, year. Okay, was, well there you go. Solid. There you go. That's a that's yeah. gotta be a big loss for identity team, changer. You know. yeah, I think totally. that I think that is a big loss for Boston. Um, I don't know. Like I think, 
it just feels like they're trying to like patch leaks wherever they can find it and not really addressing addressing bigger issues like uh, it just seems like, like what that they're not like I guess like the issue with Al Horror I get people have big issue with Al Horford and I saw some some stats that are a little alarming about him being like the Well wouldn't this address best. that? I know, but like I I never thought it was Al's fault. I was a big Horford guy. I always have been a big Horford guy and I thought he played his role pretty well there. Like I thought that their bigger bigger issues were kinda like lack of direction in like the guard department and like now we're going back to just just can be smart the whole game. Like, what are we doing? Derek White? Like, he's also wasn't awesome. Like, I got their guards behind. Like, I think that there was a, a sort of a log jam with the three of those guys um, at the the guard position, and I think that one of them could uh, have easily think... been expendable to go. Uh, Brogdon. You, wait, who are you playoffs. saying? Who are you saying the log jam is between? Smart Derek White, White Brogdon, and Brogdon. And but Brogdon was by far the best one of the three. Well, why wasn't he starting then? Statistically, he was by far not the best player. Then always one who starts, like the better player, than always one who starts. I don't think. Are, they, are, they, think are they ever going to trade Marcus Smart? Like, they, you can't. If he's, I'm Boston, you can't. He's the issue. You, you can't <laughs> trade him. He is Boston. Like when I think of the Celtics, I go Brown, Tatum, Smart. Like Smart just resembles like Boston tough. So I just find so, it like. Hard to it would be hard to trade him. Like honestly, he's just been there forever. I think that's tougher to trade him for the city at least than either of the other guys. And I think Brogdon's you get more value out of him. I think more teams would want Brogdon over Smart. I think that's probably where it was kind of coming from. But like I don't, I don't know. I I I, I thought Brogdon played had a good year and maybe was down in the playoffs. But I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't think this. Is the is the fix? Like again, like, I don't know. I think that the I I don't really super understand it from the Clippers standpoint. I don't think it ra- moves the needle that much for them. I think they have Bones Highland, they have Eric Gordon, that now they have Brogdon. Like it's just like three offense first dudes who you know. I guess Brogdon's more of a distributor Brogdon's, than like a, yeah, he's way smarter yeah. than like the, the rest Gordon, of them. Way too. higher IQ. <laughs> Um, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't see them being that much. It's, it's really just comes down to health with them, you know, still, um, yeah, whether they want to play, I guess it's like that, that just will continue to be the way until they, uh, you know, trade Kawhi or PG, which apparently PG might be on the market. So, and just add another guy to that, that it's always about health. Just throw Porzingis right in there. That's true. That's you know, you it's, can't it's, say it's, healthy, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, and that's the main issue. So he played. Also, he played sixty something games last year. I thought. <laughs> I yeah, know, but historically, I also hate him in the Celtics this uniform. This thing like twenty games. <laughs> yeah, the jersey swap of Porzingis in the Celtics jersey looks <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, play, yeah, it looks weird. That's a bad sure. edit. Yeah. That's a bad edit. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I feel like it's gonna take a while to get used to. Yeah, sixty-five games. He he met the threshold for all NBA. That's coming in this year. Um, awesome. That's awesome. Great. Okay. <laughs> any any last uh, notes on that before we move on to Beal? How does it affect Chris Paul? I, it, that's just gonna be like a 
he's in, he's not going to be in Washington, right? That's like what we're all thinking. No. He's going to be somewhere else. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how quickly that's going to happen. But well, I don't like. Is it going to be the? Cl- I don't think it'll be the Clippers now, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not going to be the Clippers. Yeah. But Boston. Maybe. Yeah, I like I like that'd Chris Paul in Boston. That'd be gross. I do. Dude. I do like that'd Chris be, Paul in Boston. That'd be like just the most random. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. The fit kind of makes sense though. Yeah, it's not terrible, but okay. Uh, so this is a good segue into the Beal trade um, because uh, last time we spoke, huh? Did we talk about it last week? No. We talked about Beal, but the, the trade had not happened. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, what are your first reactions to the, the Beal trade? I mean, like, it was about what... You, you can't keep saying who cares about these, like, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'm not, not what I said. It's not what I fucking said. What I'm saying is that, like... Gives the Wizards shit. are just like <laughs> dog shit franchise, poverty franchise, and who really gives a fuck? <laughs> like, oh my god! It's Bradley Beal. He's not that good. He doesn't really play that much. Like I don't know. Like I don't know why the Suns would even want him. Like I don't get. I don't get it on either really end. Like you make this, you give him this big contract. At least make him stick it out. Don't just like fold to his request for not wanting to be there anymore and wanting to maybe win a championship after he signs that, and on the sun's end, I don't think it makes them that much, all that much better. I don't think he's all that much good anymore. I think it makes sense for the Wizards. I think they just wanted to get rid of him and be terrible. I guess if you want him to be that bad, but, like... I think that's probably yeah. what they should do. I mean, the... He wasn't going to play anyways. Isn't it the best in the NBA when the guys are like, yeah, dude, I'm going to stay loyal to my team. Like, I love my team. I never want to go anywhere. Then they get that super max. One year later. Exactly, and that's what happened with Brad Beal. And I mean, I think we all saw it coming, and it's you know very obvious here at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, like it's just like. Go ahead, Sam. I I think that it's it's just sort of uh, like emblematic of how you know it's like. To smaller market franchises want to hold on to their stars. They don't want to want them to leave, so they sign them to these super maxes. The I think the 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 big problem with it was the no trade clause, the only one that existed in the NBA. It's just like random, you know. Um, I yeah. mean, who knows what the it negotiations? It was the worst contract. Were. It was, but yeah, one of the like, worst contracts. You and and the the return was like so obviously so bad for even like i don't know even if you're really low on on bradley beal like that return was pretty fucking it's shocking. bad it's um, <laughs> like they got nothing yeah the return I mean, is like hey can i give you my old psp for your uh, ps5 right now yeah. like what <laughs> it's like yeah the ps5 might suck in a couple of years but you're gonna have my psp right now it makes no <laughs> sense yeah and then like a few batteries you know, yeah, the charging my, cord. Yeah, here's my red and yeah, some second round picks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does this elevate? How much does that elevate the Suns for you guys? Though? I I think um I think actually the like, well the way I've been thinking about it is like, if I I still think they're not better than the Nuggets. Okay, but I think that the 
if you know you had Bradley Beal in the Shamit role last year, like when Chris Paul was injured, not last year, like during the playoffs, um, I think that they could have like probably gotten another game, maybe because of like the the how you know Bradley Beal's just a much more of a dynamic player, and they were able to play at this like much faster pace. I don't think Kevin Durant or Devin Booker has a a problem with like distribution or running an offense. I don't think they needed like a, a traditional table setter like Chris Paul no, to run high pick and roll with DeAndre in fifty times. I agree a game. with you. And like the one thing I will say about Bradley Beals, he's very comfortable not having the ball necessarily in his hands all the time. Yeah. Like he's he's comfortable slotted next to guys who need the ball. Like see that with like his John Wall experience. Like he's he's fine creating off ball for himself, you know, kind of in that in that role, so I'll give him that. So I mean, I think that the, uh, his his numbers were actually a lot um, better with John Wall than like when he. Well, he was he was he was way better. Than, like, well, yeah, no, I think it goes. Two, I think it goes twofold. Is that like his her? I mean, well, you know, I'm talking about mostly about his percentages. It's like his percentages were better because oh, he was taking sure, better yeah. shots because he yeah. wasn't have to to take like fucking step back threes with a hand in his face because the rest of his team is dog shit, you know? Um, So, I don't know. Bradley Beal, the Wizards are a poverty franchise. I don't know what else is really to be. And they will be for a long, long time. Like, Johnny Davis, that guy's terrible. That was... That may have been the worst pick last year. Yeah, their their draft has been so bad. And, like... That guy is horrible. The Hachimura move also sort of like was a head scratcher. Made no sense. Um, although I think that like Hachimura just like w- didn't like being there in the first place. Shocker. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he declined his option. Dude. Yeah, free agent. Free agent. He, apparently, he's yeah. a he's a winning player. So go, yeah, guys go never get him. Won anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, guys, ready to move on to the draft? Yeah. All right. Let's take a 30 second break. Okay. So, uh, the NBA draft is happening tomorrow. Um,. And it's pretty clear cut. Uh, sorry, Ike, that Victor Wimbanyama is going to be going to the Spurs. It doesn't hurt me; it hurts the Spurs. Uh, so I want to bring in our our draft expert here, Sam. What do you think about Victor from what you've seen so far? Well, there's absolutely nobody saying that they don't like Victor, except I guess Ike here. But I mean, listen, I, I like him. It's, it's just well, some people. Like, love his forum. Nothing. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, what I, for me, it's like, what's not, like, what's not to like about Victor? I mean, he's literally, like, he is the unicorn. I mean, I went out to watch. I, when Bronny went out to play in Europe this year, I actually went out to his team, like, where they play their game. And he was there. He was, I was, like, I actually got to see him in person. And I was oh, like, really? holy, oh yeah, it was amazing. I literally got to see him, it was insane. The That's guy awesome. is massive, massive. He took a picture with my boss, who's like 6'2", 6'3", 
And it was like it was like nothing I've ever seen before. It's absolutely ridiculous. You see the picture of his hands with the baseball. Yeah. Should we be worried about that? Hands what? too big. Well, <laughs> too big of hands. Are his hands too big? Like <laughs> too long of arms, maybe. I think Dwight Howard always said his hands were too good or too big to be good at free throws. Yeah, that's why. He, he, he totally worked on him. I time. think Shaq O'Neal said something like that too, but yeah, but I'm just yeah, notorious, notorious grinder Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> have you seen Dwight in Taiwan though? He's been wetting threes. <laughs> He's cooking. It's yeah, his arms still a little smaller though. It's just about the 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 time and place for Dwight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. No, but getting back to getting back to Victor, I mean. Yeah. I feel like his floor is something like Porzingis. Like, I don't feel like he's going to be any worse than something like that, you know? I mean, just have have you guys watched a good amount of his games with the Metropolitan? I watched the Monaco series. Uh, yeah. How'd that? I missed. He sort of got busted up. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. He lost but to he... Monaco in the first round? But that's, that's the best team in Italy, so. Oh, that's France. But, France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best team in France. So I mean, it's I, Monaco, I, I, not yeah, his team. No, but I don't feel like he's a generational talent. Yeah, Look, know, but doesn't he yeah, have a second guy, draft prospect on his team? Yeah, and I love him too. Well, how are they worse than Monaco? I don't know, dude. I'm not a Monaco expert. I'm a high school <laughs> hoops expert. Just ask um, some Get Jonathan Javoni on the podcast. <laughs> no yeah, interest. Next next episode. Um, <laughs> no yeah, I love I love Victor. I'm uh, about as high as uh, anyone can possibly be on Victor. Uh, I think you'll be game altering. Um, I was listening to a clip of him talking about his one footed threes on JJ Reddick's podcast. I thought you were um, talk about it. Did you listen to the whole episode? No, I only saw the clip. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but like the, the fact that he's just like messing around and like, he's like, Oh, you know, this one footed three thing like feels comfortable. I'm just going to like practice this. And it's like part of his game. Cause I, you know, I don't know. I'm just like so excited for what this kid is going to do with NBA level spacing. Cause you know, things are still a little crowded in France with the three point line. And I think that, like, given how much space he's going to have to operate, it's going to be so much fun. I'm definitely buying tickets to see him uh, when the Spurs come in town. Uh, very excited. Is, is he an all-star first year? I think he could be. No. Yeah, I think, I think uh, he definitely no. could no. be. I don't think the Spurs will be good enough for him to be an all-star because it's just such a competitive – like, there's so much talent right now. So Sam, what's like what's like a successful season uh, for for you for him? Um, what would be a successful season for Victor? Yeah, what looks I, like, what do, what does that look like for him? I think it I think it looks like him getting towards like twenty points a game towards the end of the first season. Um, yeah, more. I think it's has to do with like this first year is just about him getting used to the, the NBA game. Um, and then like, I would like to see like some dominant performances like towards the end of the year, I guess. Um, okay. and, uh, 
like I think also health would determine a lot of the success as well. Like if he can dispel say, a lot of these, you know, things about how like dudes that are that long just aren't that you know built to last like that. If he can dispel some of that stuff, then I think it will be a very successful season. I, I agree, Sam, and I think that's like the main concern with him is like his physique. And it's just simply getting stronger. I mean, it's going to be – if he breaks down that first year, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Can you imagine the turn that's going to happen on, for Victor? I mean, everyone's going to tout him as the gen, most generational talent ever. And then what if he plays 20 to 40 games this year? That's going to be – can, can I give you a real I, player I, top I saw? I, yes. Someone called him a Gen Z Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was a real that's KOC Kevin O'Connor. This is his his words. That's your guy, dude. That's your guy. That's, our, guy. that's, a, that's my guy. Um, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I, I think he's he's kind of bound to get hurt the way he's built. Like Kevin Durant, he like like there's gonna be issues like that. But I think a big piece of it is kind of like him being in the right place that will help get him healthy. You know, and I do think he's in the right place. But if he does get hurt, they're not just going to toss him back out there just because they need to sell tickets. Like, I think he is in a spot that is going to be more focused about his longevity and his career than just kind of pushing him out that first year, you know, which I do think is good for him. I feel like I'm more on, like, middle ground between yeah, uh, Mayer and, uh, and Ike here. <laughs> um, like, I do think he's going to be, like – spectacular and special but i don't think he's like lebron james you know and like lebron james didn't make his the playoffs to like the third year of his like his third season you know well and no I one's like, like no one's no one's like the goat mike come on not, not even not even victor yeah, not, yeah. Not i think he not, could not be the goat. goat i think he could oh fuck me See, this that's crazy dude. like that that's is like not, that's not crazy statements to be making about a guy who's been playing in france for 18 years. who just <laughs> lost to monaco like, that's nuts like LeBron lost a, a national championship, okay, while he was in high school. All right. Sounds like a championship. Happens. First round, Monica. I mean, like, if he gets, like, LeBron has, what, two th- two rings? He gets okay. three? Yeah, you can yeah, start yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. right? All right, so he so has four. Three. Now what do we talk about? What do you mean? He has four rings. You said when he gets three, we can start talking Sam about it. Sam agreed earlier. Sam agreed Mike. the bubble one does not count when Kuzma, when he said Kuzma was not a winner. No, okay. It, 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 and, no, and the Ray Allen one does not count. We're getting off topic. Right, we're not getting into this again. All right. But, no, Michael, Michael Morris is the guy that has LeBron tweet notifications My full government? Just, just so he can post <laughs> and discredit every ring that he has. We can't seriously, we can't seriously be counting the bubble ring when the Bulls do not get a fair shot. We cannot yeah, seriously no, be having this conversation. Let, let's just pretend like oh, that's the other fakest like the, dog in the world. That's why you don't like the bubble, because the no, Bulls we, weren't included. The Bulls were still eligible, oh. and we were taken out of the running for no reason. All but right. regardless of that. We're um, not going to talk about the bubble. We're going to talk about Scoot <laughs> Henderson and Brandon Miller. Okay, and I'm gonna toss it to you, Sam. Like, who do you like better, Scoot at two to Charlotte or Miller at two to Charlotte? Well, I mean, 
I, I don't know, obviously, because it, I don't even think that Charlotte – it depends, man. It's all – if a team likes one of those guys enough to jump in front of Charlotte, I think that's really what it's going to come down to because it's just really splitting hairs with both of them and it just comes down to fit. I mean, you got a three in D wing with uh, Miller, and, I mean, the only thing that he doesn't really do well, I guess, is defend at a high level, but – He's a good positional defender. He's long. He's like 6'8", and he can guard a bunch of different positions. And the defensive versatility that you're getting with him, you're maybe not getting with Scoot. And the main thing you worry about with Scoot, I mean, he's one of the best athletes in this draft, obviously. But, I mean, his shooting, I mean, what are we going to – I just am – I'm worried to draft a lead guard in the NBA at number two, or at least with my number two pick, who can't shoot and hasn't, like, shown shooting uh, – at least his time playing professionally in the D League Ignite. And not even to mention, he struggled with injuries a lot this year. And I think that probably hampered him down a little bit. But I'm going Brandon Miller, and that's who I would take. Just with the things he can do on both ends, I, I, I that's who I would go with. He is also I like minus 500 to go to the Hornets. So it seemed like they kind of Brent's figured minus that out. 500 right now? Brand, like Brandon, more 50, not, but... His odds were last week. But last they, night they, choosing, they changed. Yeah. yeah, I, I well, agree I with, with uh, Sam 100. percent I think Brandon Miller is a more ready <laughs> now player, and also with like the fit that you have in Charlotte. I honestly like the fit in both Portland and Charlotte. I think Brandon Miller might be a better fit uh, than Scoot. Um, just like being how big and how well he can kind of score, just kind of. With the off-ball scenarios, I think he's just yeah, the a little crime. bit easier to easier to put in. Right. The NBA, what what's the NBA without a little crime? Well, especially right? Charlotte, Charlotte, right? Yeah. Fit okay. Right in. Um, <laughs> I disagree with you guys. I think that yep. um, look, I had not watched a ton of Brandon Miller until the tournament. Okay. And I, I, he was bad. He was bad in the tournament. Okay, that's my. That, so that's my in, essentially my like bigger sample size of, of Brandon Miller. He's bad. And then I'm hearing that uh, like during one of his work, his first workout in Charlotte, he's out of shape. He's not. He's going fifty percent. You know, like there's he hasn't been playing basketball much and sure you know scoot had like issues with like the amount that he played for the g league ignite but he i don't know the the kid is in, nothing like, else bad is said about him. An, like elite fucking this team won like 11 games this year though it's not were a good they, team were, were they bad it's not a good were team they, like, but really i bad? don't know like... i'm just saying like from what i see of scoot i feel like he's his his uh floor is a poor man's russell westbrook whereas i've seen a ton of six eight wings who sort of peter out because they can't hang athletically you know like sure maybe he can shoot well enough but like i don't know is his handle nba ready i think that like sure you can say he's a he's his defensive potential is up there but i think that scoot is a harder worker and a better talent than Brendan Miller, and I would go with the better talent um, at number two. And okay, let so me I'm just say, a... I, I agree with that, Sam. And also, one thing I do like about Scoot 
it's just his blind confidence that he keeps saying that he should go number one over Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> yeah, like, he gets Anthony nobody, Edwards. But... Nobody is saying that. No, not there's not one person <laughs> saying that except him. And I actually love that because yeah. he actually is that confident in himself. And to me, that proves you're a worker. Like that just is like I'm gonna work to show you I should have been the number one pick. And I, yeah. I do totally respect that about Scoot. Okay, He's but I have an issue. I have an issue with your guys' complaints against Brandon Miller and the way his team performed in the in, in the tournament when Scoot's team was the eleventh best in the in the in the Western Conference of the fucking G. I didn't even say anything you know, about don't... his team about Brandon Miller's. You said team. Brandon. You said their team disappointed in the tournament. They were the best. No, I thought him specifically. Okay, but they were still the he was still the best player in college basketball throughout the regular season, right? He was like they were the best team. He was the best player on the best team throughout the regular season in college basketball, and it wasn't it wasn't really all that close, you know. Scoot's team won eleven games, like they won eleven times. <laughs> Scoot could have <laughs> like, been like the a, best player in college basketball if he wanted. He wanted to get a he, more he professional was, environment before getting drafted. He, uh, so it, yeah, I don't know. Ike, are you a Scoot guy? I, I just feel like unfair. Yes, I'm a scoot guy. First point, not an accessory to murder. Second point, already has a dog in him. Third point, everyone who's met him says he's a dedicated, super confident, and reasonable person. Uh, he's a monster athlete. That's, that's the word yeah. they use, reasonable. Yeah. yeah, he's a reasonable guy. He's not insane or, you know, a criminal. Uh <laughs> Scoot is like, there are two, I'll give Wembanyama this, he is a generational talent. There are two of those in this draft. That's him and Scoot Henderson. Brandon Miller. Uh, I know, he's just mid for me. Mid. I, for me, I don't. Uh, just going off with Brandon Miller, I mean, it's, it's not easy to lead the SEC in scoring. I mean, as a freshman, that is, I mean, that's not easy to do. And I think that his ability to score from all three levels, I mean, that's going to translate to the NBA. Nowadays, these kids are playing. They're going to open runs with pros. So this guy, I mean, he comes into Alabama. He puts up basically 19 a game. I mean, that's not something just everybody can do. And, I, you know, I, I think you're right, Ike. Scoot, like when I look at him, I mean, when it, if you're going to say generational talent and put Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson next to each other, I think we're probably going to say, yeah, Scoot probably has the edge there, but I don't know, man. I just – there's something about Brandon Miller. I if just – I don't know. I want an NBA draft prospect to be able to improve. I want it to be shooting, not something off the court where they seem unmotivated or, like, have a weak mentality. Jabari Parker. All right, the one the one issue. Did you see the thing about today? He said his goat was – The one George. issue? That's, that's Dude, a concern. I was going to bring that up. The one concern. issue? <laughs> It's like, what the, the fuck is I that? <laughs> my my, my goat is Paul George? <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah, George. That's where that's his insane. roof is. Um, but my thing also is Nate Oates does not let anyone take mid-range shots. He says no mid-range shot. Like, he won't let – but he let Brandon Miller do it. He, he's he's a, a scorer that, like, is was unseen before them. kind of on that. You got you to gotta let this go. Like you got, <laughs> everyone else is over it. He had a gun. He handed a gun over. Everyone else except for that was, I thought family. This was America. I don't know. But yeah, I thought this was. Thought this uh, was everyone's over it. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk. Uh, shit. Four. 
when Dude. Ant assaults women in Denver, that oh, it's fine, like nothing happened, right? Wow. But Brandon Miller, wow. Ant's one gun really over. <laughs> You're comparing yeah. tossing yeah. a chair versus murder of some woman. He did not assault did anyone. Take this down, he, Michael Morris. Did he pull the trigger? Did he pull wow. the trigger? Did he Write shoot it down. somebody? Write it down. Did, did Brandon Ant, Miller apologist. Yeah, Mike. A murder, Mike. No, I, I a murder is what you're doing right now. I yeah, will 100 percent go. Right, that. fuck okay. her family. Let's let's uh. Right, fuck her. Let's talk Thompson shit, right, twins. Bradley Beal gives a shit. Houston is at four. Detroit's at five. Orlando's at six. Innocent woman. Okay. Uh, uh Amen is sort of being touted as. Uh, the the guy at number four, um, just kind of crazy athlete. One, right? What? He's a is he is he the point guard? I, th- yes. I think so. Yeah, he yeah, okay. he's like a good passer, uh, crazy athlete. Um, is good Jumper... rebounder for his position. Mm-hmm. He's minus three ninety right now for pick four. They seemed, yeah, they seemed to. Brandon Miller's up to 650. Minus 650 Lace, for two. Yeah, they seem to think they know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Portland's just going to take Scoot and toss him next to Dan. Well, I think you, you probably win that bet even if they trade him or Well, Dane. yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do any of you guys see any of those teams trading out of that pick potentially? I could see. Trailblazers. The top three. I could see. I could definitely could see the Trailblazers trade I mean, they've publicly, well, not publicly, but like through the channels so they've kind of gone do. both ends haven't they you hit that yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry they, they... <laughs> i mean I, I think they said that uh they're not i think i read today that they're not fielding calls for dame yeah they said they stopped it but that couldn't mean anything yeah. like they could just be either know that they're gonna do something or like just be waiting until the draft happens yeah i've heard a little zion talk around the damian lillard liked that tweet that said bring zion to portland yeah i just like i think that's just a bad idea for new orleans um i don't think you let go it's done in new orleans like no it's done you he's not gonna play for you it's done like he'll just keep sitting out like he's not gonna play I don't uh, know. But that's, that's, that's a I'm bit not going to give up on but, Zion. Sure. I'm not either, but he's not going to be in New Orleans. Uh, but I think Portland could very easily trade out of that spot to a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams would like to trade up for either Scoot or Miller. Um, you know, like, but what what would be the price? Like, what's, what's like, what, like, how much are you willing to, like, give up for, like, for, like, the third option there? You know? And I think one thing to look at with these first at least 10 to 12 picks is a lot of the guys that are going in this draft, especially the top 10, are not are, are basically non-shooters. Like, there's not really a bunch of big-time shot makers in, this, in the top 10. I mean, the, the top two shot makers, I'd say, in this draft are probably Jordan Hawkins and Grady Dick. So I think you can I see those guys – I love Jordan Hawkins, too. He's, I, we were probably going to move on to sleepers in this draft, and he's definitely number one on my list. He's explosive. He's a good shooter. He's good with the ball in his hands. But he's he is a scorer, and he's just a yeah. dog. I really love Jordan Hawkins. But I think you could see Grady Dick 
or Jordan Hawkins go a little higher in this draft just because of the lack of shooting up at the top. You like Dick? I do. He loves I, old Dick. I do. I, I like him. I don't love him. I got to see him a lot his senior year in high school. Uh, oh, he played in high school. In, I yeah. had a lot higher expectation for him at Kansas, though, than what I was kind of seeing in 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 like the big, especially towards the back half during the during the Big Twelve. Like the Big Twelve was a tough tough conference, and that was like kind of a it was like a, a rat race to see who was going to win it. And then like even in the conference tournament, it got really murky. But like I thought I was going to see more from him for Kansas, but it seems like he just kind of kept getting shut down a little bit by like dominant Big Twelve teams, you know. Yeah, and I I think that was I think that's something to like you know take note of last year, the Big Twelve that was the toughest conference in college basketball. Easy. I mean every every team could have made the tournament. Yeah, honestly, by I mean, far, even, I I'm not even close. I mean, even Oklahoma, they were sort of the rat in that conference last year. They beat Alabama by twenty five. Yeah, mean, they, they were, were way better in the SEC. Yeah, exactly. Well, definitely, I, I that's no doubt. I mean, Big East, we can talk, but I mean, you know, Big 12 is really where it's at. And, oh, sort of what you're going off of, Mike, I think Grady Dick's more, he's in the NBA, he's going to be more of like a set shooter. I don't really see him doing much yeah. with the ball once he gets yeah. to the league, and I think that's sort of how they played him at Kansas. In high school, he had the ball in his hands a little more. He, was, he could slash a little bit better than obviously you can in college, and then you will be able to in the NBA, but I don't know. For what he's going to get picked for, I mean, he's going to be a big-time shooter. He shot nearly 40% last year in the Big 12. So, or I think he did shoot sure. over 40%. So, I, I think he's sure. going to be good at his role. And, I, you know, you may see him go higher than expected, just as I said, with the lag of shooting in the draft. It I is think it was 40.3%. Like wow, what he shoot? That's a 40.3 But it is hard of those, like, one-year guys who come in and, like, have to switch their roles, like, seeing what they were doing in high school versus what they did in that one year of college. He was he, like, he was looking like a crazy athlete, you know. He was jumping out of the gym against these guys, against the guys in high school, and then he had to really change what he was doing in college a little bit. He's not – he's just totally. kind of cool. And, yeah, so it is it is a lot harder. So seeing that transition is, is tough, which kind of – makes me wonder more about like those OTE guys it's like what kind of basketball are they really ready to play you know Cause I don't, from what I've seen children <laughs> bro yeah, what I'm, I'm seeing from the, from the OTE what, it's like AAU bass it's just like AAU <laughs> it's like Mike I totally agree I, and I, yeah. that's why it's sort of hard for me to take you know I take the Thompson twins seriously but it's like you got to just understand they're playing against high schoolers that the leading scorer of the league last year, just committed to Kentucky and was a three-star. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, like, that's insane. That's bizarre. It really is. And it I sounds just, underrated. It's like, and now we're going to put these two kids – and they may go top five, top seven. I mean, whatever they go in the draft, they're going to probably be top ten. And I just – just with the league they're playing in, I mean, it's basically going straight from high school to the NBA. Just That's just my opinion. Sam, who would you take if you are Houston at four? Well, I mean, the other guy I like at the top of the draft a lot is Jarris Walker, and he actually went to Houston in college. He's another guy I got to see a lot of in high school. And I think the main thing when he was coming out of high school, the main thing like I was worried about, especially with where he was going, was was he going to be able to defend and be willing to defend at a high level, like just to stay on the floor at Houston? Because Houston has a, had a great team last year. Um, and obviously, I think they were a one seed in the tournament. And Jarris Walker, he's the probably the best built 
forward in the draft. He is he beast. is literally built like a grown ass man. He could probably no. play left tackle for the Bears right now. They're so terrible up front. But <laughs> this guy's an absolute line fucking is garbage. <laughs> that O line is garbage. <laughs> we just drafted the best. All right, that's, I'm not. I'm not doing this. But just best, we better draft the best tackle. <laughs> just the tackle in the draft out of Tennessee. He's not as good as this guy. Tell me to shut the fuck up when they bring it up. I'm gonna get mad at me when they bring it up. <laughs> Move on, Mike. But yeah, anyway, just to Garbage close that out, line. I mean, he he's he's great and he's powerful getting to the basket. He's not really, as I said, the, the top ten. There's not a lot a lot of big time shooting, even in Jared Walker would fit in that category. But he really showed his ability to to defend at a high level last year in Houston, when a lot of people thought he wouldn't be able to. So I don't know if that's where uh, I'd go, but I would pick him over the Thompson twins 100. percent Sam, what are your concerns with him though? You know, like, is it, is it like, is it, it injuries or what's like the worry about, about Walker? With Jarris? Like yeah. Yeah. I'm not really, I mean, I'm not really worried about him. I think he's going to be effective r- basically right away. And as, as I said, last year, I was really worried about him going to Houston. In high school, I mean, they were on, he played at IMG. You wouldn't see him really step up and defend at a high level. He was a big time offensive player in high school. So. His ability to block shots, his ability to actually guard posts and come out to the perimeter and stay with, like, guards is is super impressive. The thing that's not is his jump shot. It takes a while for him to get it off. He's really just a standstill jump shooter, and if he's breaking you down off the dribble, he's not much of a threat to put one up. So, I mean, he's more of a slasher at this point from the mid-range. He probably can't really extend to the three-point line, so... He's another guy. He, you're going to want to see him get a lot better shooting the ball uh, before he's going to be a big-time NBA player. And that's what, what a lot I, of guys yeah. said with the From what I kind of saw from him at Houston, like he could kind of fill like a very similar Aaron Gordon-type role in which he can kind of guard across the court, you know, and mm-hmm. like, his athletic ability can kind of carry him into good spots as long as he's in like, the right setting, you know. But Totally. I think that's a really good comp, too. I think that's yeah. a very, very good comp. Where'd you read that one, bud? That was that's me. That's me, dude. <laughs> I see a I see a little Terrence Jones in Jarris Walker, mm. undersized, mm. can't really hang mm. <laughs> physically. Of <laughs> that's the one thing he's gonna. Of a, that, uh, the yeah, one I thing guess, he's gonna right, be yeah, able sure. to do is hang physically. <laughs> hang physically fine. One thing he's, he's an sure. animal. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like maybe is too much of a, a a dud on offense. He he was in my bust category. I don't know. Oh, I'm no. not very uh, high. Didn't on you Jarris have Houston Walker. winning it all? Didn't you take Houston winning it all? I, I don't That's a Jarris Walker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Jarris Walker. Um, I've heard a little bit of Cam Whitmore talk in the top five. As, or, yeah, he seems to be like everywhere range. from like four to ten, even. Yeah, we have a couple Arkansas guards who are high on the list. Yeah, Anthony Black's another kid. Yeah, um, who's been tossed around. Yeah. What do you guys think about those those dudes? I thought Anthony Black was better, right? Like I thought Anthony Black was like the better option, right? But I don't know, Sam. What do you think? So we're just thinking of the Arkansas guards? Or do you between the two Arkansas, yeah, between the Arkansas guards. Team Black yeah, and uh, uh, Well, I think coming out, Nick Smith Jr., he's sort of the one that – he was injured all year, so he really didn't get on the floor enough to really even show what he could do. 
but he was the number one player coming out of high school, debatably mm -hmm. in some services. He was, I mean, there were high expectations uh, for him going into Fayetteville last year, and obviously the injuries hampered him uh, big time. And same with Derek Whitehead from Duke. I mean, those two guys were probably two of the top three players uh, in that 2022 class. And it's too bad because they really didn't live up to expectations at their schools. They were injured all year. Um, and I think I would I would happily draft either of them uh, in the 20s. I don't know if I'm reaching for them up at 10 or any anywhere near 10. But it's possible a team does, especially with Nick Smith Jr. That guy's a special talent. Um, but the thing you like about Anthony Black, he's really a versatile guard. And he's a big-time defender. Again, the thing that he doesn't do well is shoot. And, I mean – Last year at Arkansas, I wasn't uh, super high on him. I didn't think he was going to be super effective his freshman year. But, man, he definitely proved me wrong. I think he had nearly two steals a game uh, defensively. He's a big-time rebounder. He's an assist guy. And he scored, I think, nearly 13 points per game just last year. Uh, and I think, you know, coming to the NBA, he's a 6'6 guard. I mean, that's exactly what you want at that position uh, at the one or two. A guy that at his size that can – do a lot with the ball uh, and can, you know, defend at the other end too. So I'm super high on Anthony Black. Uh, same with Nick, Nick Smith Jr. as long as he can stay healthy. KOC has Anthony Black at six to the Magic. And then Nick Smith Jr. is down to 17 to the Lakers. The Magic really need another guard. I, there's some talk of like the Jaylen. Magic moving six and eleven for something or another. Um, um, so I, I have a, another question for Sam that just popped up. If, if you guys don't mind, um, do you feel like teams it. might reach might reach for like maybe less talented like front court players with how many like how guard dominant and how like backcourt dominant this uh, this draft is. You know, like outside of like Walker and like Wimanyama, of course, like it seems like it is kind of all all backcourt guys. Do you feel like we might see some some front court guys being taken higher than they might than they maybe should have? Yeah, no, totally. That's definitely possible. And I mean, it really the draft really comes down to need at the end of the day. You know, so I mean, what these teams need, and it's same with that two and three. I think whatever team or whatever prospect fits that team's needs at that spot is who they're going to take. I don't think, you know, if, unless he's just so far better than the other guy you're considering. I mean, and I don't see that with Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson just sort of going to back to that. So it's really, I think, just going to come down to fit. Who, who are you thinking that could go higher that was a, that was a big Mike? Well, I mean, well, kind of thinking of, like, what you were just talking about with uh, um, um, what more, but also maybe, like, Derek Lively, like, totally. Like, I feel like he could easily kind of sneak up higher, like, than maybe where he maybe should be. Yeah. He's, well, I mean, the, sorry. There's that that video of him like nailing threes. <laughs> he did. And he, <laughs> yeah. He did some of that in high school. He really yeah. did. Like, really? That was yeah, part. Yeah, he did. And he his team wasn't great his senior year, but yeah. so he got to do basically like whatever he wanted. And he would shoot those, and he would come, right. he'd bring the ball up off the break too. And he just <laughs> obviously, when you get to Duke, you're not going to be doing that. Yeah. But that, and I think that's sort of why he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year because he just didn't really know what his role was and how mm -hmm. to fit in 
in that spot. And he was sort of similar to Dariq. He struggled with injuries. Um, but I think he's going to, like, if you're looking for a shot blocking, rim running, lob catching big, then you found your guy. I mean, Sam, he is every one of those things. Can I give you a player comp? Anthony uh, Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> A Timberwolf great. Timberwolves legend cool. Anthony Randolph has. I don't know why everyone's laughing. <laughs> Who did we trade for him? Oh, too him much. A... Yeah, someone. Yeah, uh, someone. Not worth it. He was. Uh, uh, he was fun. Yeah, he definitely was. He fun. loved to bring the ball up long. He could block a shot. Fun is a. Uh, you got. You got him from the word. Knicks. Great. The Knicks. Yep. <laughs> I don't know who we traded for him. I can't remember. Uh, um. All right. Enough pain. Let's uh. Let's do some <laughs> some, some sleepers. Uh. Mike, should we start with you? Who's your, your sleeper? Well, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but Jordan Hawkins out of UConn. He mm-hmm. was by easily the most talented player in the in those last do. few last few months of college basketball. Starting with their conference tournament, like he dominated the Big East, and then he went on to dominate everyone else that he played. Um, like he, like obviously UConn was a was a well oiled machine, but he was easily the most the best player on the court whenever they were playing, and it wasn't it really wasn't close. Like for anyone who watched those games, like the way he shot the ball, um, the way he just kind of operator on the court the one thing is he is older like and that's kind of crazy to say like he's like 21 22 years old and that's like mm. kind of considered old for entering the draft but um i think he is going to be an instant instant difference maker forever whoever is lucky enough to draft him because I, I loved watching him play um at uconn in those last few weeks koc is hawkins at 21 to the nets 21 yeah Ooh, that's Lower than I was thinking. I'm telling you, I really think he could jump up way higher than that. Yeah, way higher. I mean, considering he he's like gonna be playing like the two three role, like just like any way. Like I feel like he's got to be one of the better wings in the draft, even considering how kind of wing hit dominant it is. I think like there aren't hard to say. There's five better than him. You know, like oh, totally. I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah, he's a big time shot maker too. Like the, the yeah. championship big time. game, big time, nailing. Um, Ike, who's your who's your sleeper? <laughs> Our real French king, All right. Ryan Rupert. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Rupert. <clears throat> Sam, are you familiar? Yep. MDL. Yeah. Six, yep. 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 New Zealand Breakers. Uh, six foot seven, seven foot three wingspan. Improving three-point shooting. So raw. 18 years old. Father was the f- captain of the French national team. Uh, got injured this year, so he slid a little bit, but that's only because of his injury and uh, anyone. But who's says. his dad? His last name is Repair. I forget his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Captain of the French national team. Sister also plays for the French national team. I've got him as the number four small forward on my board. Behind or ahead of Hawkins? Above. Hmm. Wow. Rupert. Ryan Rupert. Seven foot three wingspan. 
Ike has been watching so much NBL this year. It's insane. I was crying. Well, it was tough because Ryan Repair was injured. How tall is he? Six, seven. Six, six. Seven foot three. He's super long. The seven, three wingspan? That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. got the, the Reggie Jackson build. He's an incredible defender. Incredible. Locked down Australia, you know, better than COVID. How'd the breakers do? Uh, he was, you know, he was injured. I don't think it was their best year. How'd the year. breakers do? Oh, okay. So whenever whenever a different prospect has a, their team does poorly. Yeah, if you fine. think it's because of that and not because I don't know how the New Zealand okay. Breakers did, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the New Zealand Breakers did. <laughs> okay. Uh, KOC has repair at 41 to the Hornets. Such a KOC. Sneaky pick, though. Sneaky pick, <laughs> Sam, he's 41? That's, the same, 41? that's 41 the same guy who said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going first this pick. I don't know. First this round. Okay, whatever. Tossing it to Sam. Sleeper. Six, seven, seven, three. Sleeper. Yeah, well, my number one guy was definitely uh, Jordan Hawkins as well. So, good, Mike, you you have a great basketball mind, obviously. Um, didn't put Rose to repair as your sleeper. Um, but there's, oh, there's actually, I can't I wait. Think, I can't wait. Uh, I think there's Give a lot of guys, years. honestly, late oh, in this first that could really show out for you. And I mean, Jalen Hood, Shafino, uh, and Case and Wallace, those are two really steady guards. Um, Wallace went to Kentucky last year. Um, who was the other guy? Just Hood, Shafino went to Indiana, and both guys were big time players. Started for their team, and honestly, both guys were really just. Steady. They just kept those teams in order because a lot of times both of those teams would just get out of sorts, and they were sort of their saving grace uh, with the ball in their hands. But another guy like is on Victor Wembanyama's team, and he played against Bronny Bilal? when he went out there. Yeah, Bilal. I like him. Bilal? He's not yeah, a shooter, yeah. and he's a total. I mean, honestly, I don't know how he'll be his first year or two, but I mean, he is a rock. He's super raw, but is just a freak, man. Like the guy flies. I, I was, I mean, and he was playing against LeBron or Brownie's team, which wasn't great. But I mean, he was really impressive when I got to see him. So I'd say those three guys I, I like a lot up top, uh, along with Jordan Hawkins. I'm, he was my number one, and it really wasn't close of sleepers. Kulabali also a six seven seven two wingspan guy. Ooh, seven um, two. Yeah, <laughs> he was playing on their U eighteen team until like someone got hurt and he like scrimmage in with their with their ones and he just got to start his off. It was crazy. Yeah, and just to say this, we when we were going out to uh, when we were going out to France, there was some talk that Victor was going to play in that game against Ronnie, mm. and there was a lot. There was a major effort to get him to play in that game. Yeah. And we Kulabale ended up playing in the game, and little known. I mean, who would have thought he would have? He's going to end up maybe a lottery pick tomorrow. tomorrow. So who knows? Uh, Kulabali, the ringer has Kulabali at twelve. Uh, Hudjafino oh. at fifteen to the Hawks. Twelve is to OKC, and Kaysen Wallace at sixteen to uh, Utah. Okay. Um, 
My first guy is my guy Jaime Jaquez Jr. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy's game. <laughs> I think he's uh, a smart player. He's old. He's 22.3. I was going to ask, how okay. old is he? He's... Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little over 22, <laughs> but I think he's a smart player. I think he's versatile. I think he's like a perfect glue guy. He's gritty. Uh, yeah, I think he's gritty. I think he's uh, just like a, a dude that could come in and help right away and um, could be the sort of like, I don't know, just another versatile wing Um and I think he could start in that position down the line. Um, the ringer has him at 18 to the heat, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect heat culture guy. Um, my other guy that I like, um, that uh, I was impressed with in the tournament, um, was Hawkins' teammate, Andre Jackson Jr., um, who's mm-hmm. another... I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, wow, Total this, this guy totally, yeah, similar thing with Hakez, but like less ball dominant, um, better frame, I think. Um, and, and, and again, you know, he's 21 and a half, but like long arms, great defender, um, just, you know, does a, a little of everything. Athlete, Sam. Yeah, Greek athlete, yeah, Sam. good athlete. Like, like, really looks. The, the eye test is very like that guy looks like an NBA player to me. Um, so those are my two guys. And then I think you know who Chris I... Murray, just because. Oh, that's who I was about to talk about. That's who I was about to bring up. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk um, Chris Murray. I think he might be better than Keegan. <laughs> I think he might end up being better than Keegan. Uh, I think Keegan got blew up after like he played two years i think at iowa right like his first year he wasn't unless he played three and that's like he didn't really play his first year his first year he really didn't do much second year he kind of exploded after like over 20 plus points a game uh same thing similar very similar thing with chris he didn't play very well his first year and then he blew up this last season um i don't i don't see him getting the same type of love that keegan got when they're very very similar similar players and they play that they fit similar kind of roles you know, um, I think that Chris Murray is going to be might be if, he, if he's sitting around 25, 26, Like I don't see how you don't how you don't snatch him. I think most yeah. drafts have him going better than that. But really, I'm with I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you on that one too. Both both you and Sam. Both. I mean, Chris. I mean, he was on a much worse team than Keegan was. Oh, so they, they were terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was it was. I mean, they weren't terrible, but he had to carry much more of a they load. Were, with much little help, uh, or with much less help last year. And, I mean, he, he was, you know, he played the part. He played the role very well, even when it was a lot tougher uh, than it was with Keegan. So, I, I'm I, with you on that one, too. Can I tell us a couple more names out? Throw them out. Love names. Gigi Jackson. That's a name. Hey, and Amani Bates. Amani Bates. Oh, is he, is, did he declare? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for Amani. Mikey, are you trying to get me to chirp some of these guys right now? <laughs> what? what? I feel like these are high school talent that you love, Sam. Oh. He's a guy from, like, Clemson, right? Or he South... went to South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, he reclassified. 
Yeah, he did. And so he's super young. But he's talented. I mean, he just had a tough year this year. He was like the number one prospect for the year after he ended up going, right? Yeah, this class that is graduating now, which was he was supposed to be in, he reclassed. He was originally committed to North Carolina. And late in the summer, just he was like, yep, I'm going to South Carolina now. And he just completely switched it up. Probably got a bag. Not a big deal. But he he killed. He did not do very well his freshman year. But that that, that team was really really bad. That team. Was I really feel Amani Bates. I've also had a, always had kind of a soft spot for. I think he got a real bad rap down in Memphis with his like injury and just kind of like a lot of gun storylines in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> else so you don't like you don't like Miller, but you. Love I'm Bates. saying I just said I'm throwing these names out. These are high talent. I, what do you guys think of Amari Bailey? That's an, that's another guy I like. That I've got a lot of thoughts, but you guys go first. Uh, I like um, I like. Uh... <laughs> All right, I won't talk about his mother. Um, <laughs> I th- I think he was a, a great player in high school. Um, I didn't watch a ton of UCLA, but like I'll I'll take that, you know, because sometimes these high school guys uh will get he, thrown he into a like system the and they best... don't and they right. don't like don't, really it's... work out um within like the the college system and like I don't know, we've seen that before with UCLA, like Zach Levine was coming off the bench and like look where he is now, you know. Um I don't know. I guess that might be fair. I guess, like, I have a hard time seeing. Like, that was my always my issue. That I was always um, big Jaleel Okafor guy over Cat. Um, yeah, good take. The, the jury's still out. Jury's still out on that one. We'll well, I don't think Jaleel Okafor uh, really plays in the I have NBA a hard time. anymore. So is that a, true? He plays in for Mexico hard, City's G League a, team. Can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> this is why I can't speak. Every time I fucking every say time he needs to say something yeah. over me. Every, every time you say something right. about Jaleel Okafor um, being so very I, I, cat, a... <laughs> I will, yes. Yeah. No, I, every time I will correct that. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You done? Yes. All right. So I do have a hard time, like, seeing players get drafted over guys who just, like, aren't starting. Um, and I know it's not – it just might not be the fit, might not be the system, but then I'm like, why didn't you just go somewhere where you played? Is always my kind of question around it. You know, it's like he was like the fourth best player on the UCLA team, which I never thought was – I didn't think that was all that awesome even in the regular season. I know they got a lot of hype, like people love their odds, like going to the tournament, but I didn't – like they just weren't – I don't know. They they made an immaculate run the year before, and I didn't think they were – what is it, Mark Cronin or whatever their coach's name is? Uh, Mick Cronin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, honestly – at least for me, not to interrupt, Mike, but I thought UCLA was – I thought they were fucking great last year. I mean, they, they're they more of a defensive team, especially Mick Cronin, and they had the dudes to do it. And, uh, you know, Amari Bailey, he's not going to stand out to you as a big-time defender, but when he's got the ball in his hands, he's a big-time – he's athlete, lefty. He's not the best shooter, but, I mean, he does a lot of things really well, especially on the offensive side, on the uh, offensive side of the ball. He's really effective. And the thing is – how well is he going to defend at the NBA level? He's a little bit frail, and, like, he's not really as built as a lot of these other two guards in the league. So is he going to be able to hang like that? I mean, I think that's the main question with him is how does he hang on the defensive end? Because offensively, he is a stud. He's a big-time talent. Yeah. Uh, one question I do have for you guys. Uh, Sir Jabari Rice, 
Does he? Does he get? I loved. I I was a big Texas rider. I put a big future in on for them to win the Big Twelve and also for them to win the NCAA tournament at the start, like at the end of the regular season. Didn't quite hit the second one, but I thought Sergio Barry Rice was one of the best, better guards we were kind of seeing in that back half of the season. Um, and I don't see a lot of people saying he's going to get necessarily taken or maybe taken like at the last couple picks. And I don't, I don't know. I just feel like he he could kind of come in. He's a he's a shot creator. He can score with the ball, without the ball. I feel like he can kind of do it all. Defensively, he might not be the most most thorough, but I feel like he can kind of he can do a lot with his game. You know, and I don't think that people are giving him a fair share. Fair share. He may have the best shot fake I've ever seen in my entire life. Incredible. Incredible. And, uh, yeah, no one's really talking about Marcus him. Marcus yeah, yeah, he's just got <laughs> – <laughs> he's got some issues with that shot fake. <laughs> he's got a free Damn near illegal. Shot <laughs> Damn near illegal. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, I agree. I like Serge Barrios a lot, too. I definitely do. No way to get sick, but I like it. Let's uh, take a quick break. I'm going to... Okay, Um, so let's talk about busts, um, who we think are uh, a little shakier. I think my my two guys were Jairus Walker and Brandon Miller, and we did a ton on both of them. Um, so I'm going to go in reverse order here. Uh, Sam, you want to start with your, your bust of the draft? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I, for some reason, I don't know why this guy's risen up the draft boards all of a sudden. I, I would love to – I should probably should have looked up what he was averaging before – or this year at Michigan. But Kobe, Kobe Bufkin, like, I mean, that he was, was not – yeah, he was not one of their – Big time players. I mean, there were ten guys. That's sort of what you were saying. I think like there's ten guys better than him on the team, and then he comes out, he goes through the draft process, and then he's getting great feedback. Okay, he averaged 14 points per game. That's fucking good. But I just wasn't a big Buffkin guy, honestly. I mean, I just really wasn't. I just I don't know. There's just he, he, he honestly his stats are great. His stats are great. There's no you want to know. Why do you say? Why do you say that? Ike? Well, so this is separate of his ability. You want to know the strangest thing about this kid? Yeah. So, Kobe Bupkin, born in the fall of two thousand three. You know what happened in the summer of two thousand three? To a certain man named Kobe. <laughs> his parents chose to oh, name no. him. Kobe oh. Buffkin that fall. Oh no! <laughs> after that summer that Kobe Bryant had. Oh my god! <laughs> this is some they doubled fantastic down. research. <laughs> All fighters, though. You can't yeah, see Ike, that is impre- that's an impressive. Ike's connecting the dots on a bi- on a big board. So if you're looking extreme. for faults. Look at the parents. <laughs> also, a mark. Dark, a darker fact, he's the same age right now as the victim was that year. <laughs> if we're talking Kobe Bryant, yikes! Uh, we wow. don't hide stuff on this show. Um, Buffkin is the ringer has Buffkin at eight to the Wizards, um, which <laughs> is joke. sort of fitting, considering the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Actually, they might do it potential yeah. <laughs> there. They, they do, do have it. a history. Um, okay. 
Uh, let's see. Who do we go? Ike? Mine was Kobe Bufkin. Okay. Me? Mike? Alright. Uh, I'm gonna go with... This might be... Um, unpopular amongst a lot of uh, pundits, but Taylor Hendricks. Look, I didn't watch a lot of UCF games. I'm not going to sit here saying I watch a lot of UCF games. But I can read a stat line, and it seems like whenever he played against, like, solid comp, it just, he vanished. You know? And he is one, I'll give him this, he won't turn away from shooting threes when he's not hidden, and he will be, he's very comfortable going, like, one for eight, one for nine from deep. You know, he's a power forward who, like, he averaged 15, 7, and 1 this past year on 46% shooting. Like, that's not terrible, but I feel like he probably, those numbers probably should be higher for somebody who's considered going top 10 in the draft. And also, when he's playing against good players, like, he could barely break 6, 7 points. You know, like, I feel like that's a big piece of it. Um and I think seeing him in the top 10 of people's draft boards is a little bit surprising to me when I when we've seen other players on bigger moments against bigger teams, especially even in those, maybe not necessarily in those positions, but like do better. But I think that might speak for my kind of question about teams reaching for the better fit for their team rather than the better player. You know, like there maybe aren't that many great power forwards out here, and maybe that's who they need to go get. That's that's mine. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, no, it is interesting with him, too. I mean, he came into the season. He was, like, top 75 recruit. I mean, he was a good recruit for UCF. But, like, you know, a lot of times when you get a top 75 guy, that's not a guy you're expecting to leave after one year. So, I think he Absolutely, just played. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think there is a lot to be said for what you touched on. I'm sort of in that same boat with you. Um, he follows me on Twitter, though, so I think it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sam, when you go, come back to me. I have another one. Okay. No. Well, I my two were uh, Jarris Walker and uh, Brandon. Miller. He kind of talked on his. Yeah. Yeah, So we we talked. Brandon Miller. Yeah, man. Brandon yeah. Miller. Bust. Bust. Max Maxwell next, Lewis. Next Jabari He's Parker. You in the fucking I agree. I... Hey, watch your mouth about Jabari. All right. <laughs> what do we think about Keontae George, guys? Hmm. Mm. I think he Keontae George. There. I don't know. You don't like him? Okay, I, I thought you were him. saying he was good. Yeah. No. Oh. I don't I, love him. I, I, I mean, like Baylor was. Uh, I guess the whole team was a little bit down. What do you think about Maxwell Lewis, Sam? Same with you. I'm pretty down on him. Yeah, I mean, for real, we're going to draft someone out of Pepperdine? (laughs) Yeah, and even... (laughs) (laughs) Kidding me. Pepperdine? (laughs) For real? (laughs) There's two two WCC players that could go... Santa Santa Clara guy, right? Yeah, Polish dude from Santa Clara. Yeah, and he had a a big time here. Like, big time. He started his career at Illinois. He transferred after in uh, last spring. And he killed it this year. I mean, he really killed it. So maybe you just go to the WCC one year. You put up a couple big time games. You average fifteen to twenty. I don't even think Maxwell Lewis averaged fifteen to twenty. But Mark Few has not. broken college basketball brains, dude. They keep people keep they trying to think these teams are good <laughs> enough to rank them in the top twenty five that aren't Gonzaga, and it's crazy. Oh, I got one. Adama yeah. Sonogo. <laughs> Sonogo. He's, 
six, gonna go seven. like fifty-five. He's not a bus. Six seven. Dude, he's a dog. <laughs> Sonogo is it? He was fast. The, ring, the, ri- the ringer. Up, dude. The ringer has him at forty-four, going to the Spurs. Um, Sam doesn't have a My man movie. was like, drinking water, <laughs> eating any food, that man, and he was eating people he's up. He's small. He's small. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> small. <laughs> he's tiny and uh, yeah. <laughs> That's my you know, turn. Who tiny coming out? Who else is undersized? Who's that? Oh. Charles Barkley. There. Ring All right, yeah, there. that's true. Absolutely. I got so another sleeper. I got another sleeper for you guys. Marcus Sasser. Leaky Black. No. Yes. Black. Marcus Sasser. <laughs> I was one of the questions I had ready for you. Is why are yeah. we, am I the only guy who loves Marcus Sasser? No, I love Marcus Sasser. He's going to be a great like I think he's going to go somewhere in the 30s and some team is going to be so happy that we got him. He's a tough motherfucker. He's a dog. He's a good shooter. He's a good floor general. And he's a tough defender. That's exactly what I you have, want to pick in the thirty. I have issues with a lot. Like my issues with like issues with the Houston team in general. Like they beat up on really bad teams, whatever, and they'll kick the shit out of like people who are way below them. But then whenever a lot of times when they got put against comparable competition, it, it a lot of those skills kind of went Maybe away. Maybe like make the know? final four two years ago. No, they did not. Recently, sometime they won a few. They did not make. Games. They lost in the lead eight. They lost. Okay, they were the number eight. one. Like they, they've had very disappointing tournaments these past. Well, you know, it's tough to make. Past the years, they've four. been good. Only four teams do it. I'm not saying it is, but when you're ranked so highly and people think that you're so great, and then when you're beating up on bad teams, Houston's it's the same, a good, it's the same tough thing. Team. It's very similar to the Gonzaga paradox. You know, it's like how no. do you rank these teams when you're not playing against people? No, like I agree, honestly, but I, they got some decent teams. I mean, Memphis, Memphis gets yeah, Memphis every is Memphis. year, Memphis, sure. that, but that's also their biggest game of the year. So I mean, Memphis that's sort of beat like, them you know, though. Yeah, no, totally. They beat them in the conference championship <laughs> yeah. when Sasser was out, Didn't and that matter. was a that's a that's a huge piece yeah. of their team. So I mean, I think Houston they still bring in top ten. I mean, they brought in Jarris Walker last year; he's a top ten guy. So they still bring in talent, and that's why they beat up on these teams so bad. But you know, you're right, Mike. What's, I what's actually their... do sort of agree. But they're going to the Big 12 next year, so this is going to be a lot more fun uh, for them. That is true. What's their Cincinnati... coach's name? Because he seems like the most terrifying person to have to work yeah. under. Ke- yeah, like, Kelvin Sampson. He's an absolute. Dude, he's terrifying. Like, I, I'd, be ter- <laughs> yeah, I'd be terrified of him, too. But he's a great coach. Great coach. Yeah, he gets a lot out of his guys. All right, Ike. The whole program, right? What do you got All for right. some questions for Sam before we get out of here? <clears throat> All right, I'll try and cut down to just a few of them. Um, I was planning on having 45 minutes for this, but uh, how is the high school talent nowadays? The high school talent is good. I mean, I, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I think that's a fair Yeah, it's good. No, the high school talent's good. I mean, I think this 2023 class is a little bit weaker than, like, you know, a lot of classes before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kentucky's bringing in an unbelievable class this year. They got a lot of uh, – I think they have four top ten guys. So, I mean, Hot seat Calipari. Yeah, but, I mean, their team is going to be crazy next year because they have legitimately, like, eight or nine freshmen, two sophomores, and they're going to bring back one grad grad. And it's going to be just a oh, shit show. It's going to be crazy. I mean, if those those freshmen are really going to have to prove 
their rankings for them to be anywhere near the top of the SEC. It's gonna be two dudes. The two dudes from the same the same high school just signed for them, right? Uh, like they was they, not them. Aaron Bradshaw, uh, DJ. Wagner, yeah, not just, yeah. but like they, they did sign for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Bradshaw has a foot injury now, so he's gonna be out for like four to six weeks. So they said Clutch Sports said four to six months. Can't trust and them. Then, yeah, exactly. So he posted on his Instagram or whatever four to six weeks. So who really knows? But yeah, there's there's. The high school talent's good, but the 2023 good, good, class good. is a little weaker than normal. Fuck. It, um, are, would, right. would the boo? Wait, I have a question. Would the boozer? Would one of the? Would the better boozer twin be the number one recruit in this in this in this high school class? Yeah, 100. Yeah. Are are they really as NBA ready as people are saying after the dominant performance in the? Uh, what was it? The FIBA? The U8? Yeah. FIBA? Uh, that 2025 class is gonna be insane. Yeah. They. I mean, Cameron Boozer is unbelievable. Like, he plays nothing like his dad. He can bring the ball up. He can hit threes. He can attack the bat. He's unbelievable. He's one of those. His dad could hit threes. Not really. No, he couldn't. Carlos threes before. No, Carlos Boozer was a short corner. He hit threes. He has hit threes. He did not hit threes. He did not he shoot threes. threes. <laughs> he didn't even try. He has. He <laughs> okay, has. that's true. That's a fact. All right, <laughs> yeah, Sam, but... moving on. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a couple players, just rapid takes on them, all right? Got it. Majave King. Don't know enough about him. Good. Ricky Council, the <laughs> fourth. Strong, tough slasher and can guard multiple, multiple positions. Terquavion Smith. Straight bucket. Leaky <laughs> Black. Long, athletic, not effective on the offensive end. Alex Fudge. Shouldn't be drafted, but is long and athletic and follows me on Twitter. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, uh, uh, is it harsh to compare Olivier Maxence Prosper or any other 20-year-old to P.J. Tucker? My guy just absolutely nuked his drive, he said. Um, I like nice. him actually a lot. I think he's a sleeper, to be honest with you. He's but doesn't really it seem mean? Why would it yeah, be I don't mean? Think, PJ Tucker's a champion. But yeah, I don't really think that's a fair comparison. I mean, PJ yeah. Tucker's the biggest dog in the NBA. So, I mean, I'm yeah, sure he's he also that. like can't move and he's bald. That's not true. Uh, he's played a long time. I so, he can absolutely move. He's he like 40 and he's got like 400 <laughs> pairs of shoes. And he defends the best player on the court all the time. So yeah, he held. Do you see fifty points during the Nets series? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did do that. Uh, do you see a Darko Milicic type player in this draft who was initially considered a bust, but prospers when he finds the right role on the right team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is nothing right. like Tim Rolls Darko. I agree with that. <laughs> no, so no. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Next um, <laughs> do we all hate this Andrew Funk guy as much as I do? Is that the kid the kid from Penn State you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love that. Yeah. No. Seth, yeah, Seth Lundy, also a Penn State guy, big 3 and D wing, sleeper in the second round. Got it. Player comparisons I- for each of us in this draft. You, you three? 
And you. All right. Yeah, I guess you've played with all of us enough. My um, shot's gotten so much better, by the way. S- s- no, it has not. Sam? <laughs> it has. What I'm, are you I'm obviously uh, Wembenyama. <laughs> no, Sam. I'm thinking yeah. a little Derek Lively action for Sam. I don't know. All right. Anthony Maybe a little, else, yeah. a little Leonard Miller for Ike. Mm. Um, Noted. For Mike. Let me think about this one. This, Dude, this is obviously the Walker. Cut. It's obviously Walker. Yeah. And guard one through five. Maybe a little undersized, strong. Maybe that is a good shoot. comparison. I like it's, it's that. It's obviously comparison. Walker. It's I, clearly I, I, Walker. Like, I actually like the Jarris Walker comparison. Four men, Jarris Walker. I love <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, would Kareem Abdul Jabbar lose in the first round to Monaco? Oh, totally. <laughs> okay. He's so old. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. He's That's old. fair. Uh, um,. So maybe now I have a little bit of trivia for everyone. You can all guess. Oh, okay. Um, do you guys know the only two undrafted All-Stars ever? Uh, Jokic. Undrafted. Oh, undrafted. No, Jokic Jokic undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah. Um, there were two centers from the early 2000s. Fuck. Zinedros Ilgauskas. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is one of them. Yeah, great guys, Mike. The other one played for the Timberwolves. He wasn't an all-star for the Timberwolves. Al Jefferson? Nope. He was a honky. <laughs> he was a honky. White boy. Walker Kessler. No, Walker Kessler. Brian Cardinal. What the hell kind of guess I'm was I'm sorry. that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Undrafted. My bad. In 2000s. My bad. Whew. Brad Miller. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot yeah. about Brad Miller. On the Kings? Was he an all-star on that's the Kings? Uh, okay that's my guess, yeah. It's okay to forget about Brad Miller. It's okay to forget about Do you guys that. know the first ever non-American player drafted? First overall. No shot. Yao Wait, Ming. Michael Not should know. Akeem Olajuwon. No. What? No. The Jordan year? No. It was, uh, it's okay. Michael Thompson. Clay Thompson's father and spelt really? Michael Number Morris. Two yes. Is he Canadian? Where is he from? No, I think he's from the Caribbean. Um, there have been eight first overall international picks since 2000. Can you name them? Internationally born. Only eight? International. Only eight. Only first the, overall. I'm so first pickled or, right now. Uh, like, Paul Anthony one. Towns. No, he was born in the U.S. Tough oh, first guess. Okay, fine. Upper one. Uh, ben Simmons. Yes. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yes. That was mine. Um, <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Yes. Anthony yep, Bennett. Like Canadian. Canada. Canadian. Wow. Yep. Uh, then um, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, since since what year? Two thousand. Oh. Uh, you said one of them earlier, Sam. Yeah. Yes. Zinedrosso Gauskas. <laughs> no, Yao Ming. <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so that's five. 
Three more. Mark Gasol? Not even close, no. MB didn't go one. No, sir. What uh, positions? These are all centers. You could maybe call one of them a power forward. Why are all of them always centers? Uh, Dirk? No. No. Was drafted in the nineties. Yeah. Not one one either. Darko. One of them won a no, ch- nope. third. One of them won a championship with the Warriors. Bogut. Yes. Bogut. Oh. Yes, Bogut. Bogut was. Bogut was drafted one. One overall. Yeah, out of Utah. Insane. Andrea Bargnani. Ah, Bargnani. Yanni. And then the last one still plays right now. It's relatively recent. From first stops, no. DeAndre Ayton. Oh right, yeah, Bahamas. Bahamas. Uh, hey, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna give you. Just do one more. I gotta get going. Okay. Um, and I have a quick one for Sam, and then yeah, let's all uh, have you wrap us up. Okay. Oh, you want me to go first? I can go first if you want to choose your last question. Sure, yeah. All right, Sam, one guy for us to watch out for that's um, in, like, high school at the moment. One guy you you want us to see, like, this this kid's going to be special. Well, I already said Cameron Boozer, so I'll take him off the board. And I'll, 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 I'll give you overall. Eli Ellis. No. Um, <laughs> he follows me on Twitter, though, so maybe. Um, I'll give he you follows you on Twitter? Of... Yeah, of course. My guy. Come on, dude. But I'd say two other guys in the 2025 class. I love that class. That's probably, I mean, it's better than 2024 to me. Uh, but Cooper Flagg, he's yep. from Maine. He Maine? Yeah. Yep. He's a big time really prospect. Good, he yeah. does a lot. Yeah, he does a lot. Um, and then Koa Pete, he plays at Perry High School in Arizona. Those are the two guys. So, both in Sam, what you've just play. done is you said, I can't take Boozer because we already talked about it. And then you took number two and three. Yeah, those. I mean, those are the two guys, the two other guys to watch for sure. You know, I mean, those those two could debatably be number one in 2024. All three of those guys debatably could be number one in 2024. It's going to be – I feel like yeah. Boozer just off the name. It is. No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's an absolute dog. But How much does his brother's name really carry? Wait, a lot. <laughs> what's his, what's his, what's his brother's name? Hayden. Hayden. He's just not as good. He kind no, of he's off. good. He's good. He's I feel good. Like I was but, hearing uh, about them a lot equally, and how Cameron's kind of skyrocketing a little bit. Well, Cameron's like six nine, and Caden's probably six three. That would suck. Yeah, Oof. so it's a little bit. Yeah, but Caden's like good. Don't get. Ken he's Hansen top twenty five in that class. That's that's tough. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah, if I like all three of those. Might might have to kill him. All right, Ike. Last Couldn't question. Uh, okay. Just how overrated is Brownie James Jr.? Mm. Right, better. That's a great last question. It depends what outlet you look on. I mean, truly, you're not. What does ESPN have him at? Uh, I don't know. It's probably what about your outlet? Twenty-five. My outlet okay. does. I don't work for any outlet. He, he's I'm not okay. going to start That's at UCUSC this upcoming year, but he's still going to be probably a lot. So, if he's ranked 25, how overrated is he? A little bit. I mean, 
I, it's hard to just put him in a box and just not even think about LeBron. So, I mean, his genes have to come into the picture at some point, I think. But what he is right now, I mean, I, he's definitely a top 50 player, top 40, top 30, you could argue, top 25. Would you argue? I think that's a little high. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love his game. Don't get me wrong. I really So do. you'd put him between 25 and 30? Um, for the Probably. record. I don't, I, yeah, bold I don't think he... I don't think he was a McDonald's. I'm not sure he should have been a McDonald's all. What do you think of Bryce? Sorry, what do you think of Bryce though? No. You don't think of, you don't like Bryce? No. Oh. Yeah. I, I like Bronny. I like Bronny though. Yeah. I think um, maybe I've just seen a lot of Bryce, but I mean he's gonna really have to. I mean, it's just tough with him. I mean the social media, like how everyone posts every basket he has. It's tough, man, and it's the same. It was the same with Brownie. It's the same with both of those guys. They're going to get posted for every bucket they get, every big time block they get, every big time dunk they get. So it's it, always going it to seem like they're good. Was it true that his his like AAU team wasn't playing in like top level tournaments when he was doing well? That I was hearing they were playing. No, they were they were they were playing in the uh, EYBL. They were sixteen U. Okay. Um, and they're still playing. They just canceled their 17U team uh, this year because it was not it was not very good. But the 16U team was playing, and they will be playing uh, at a couple of upcoming events. I'll be at. So I'll let you know after that. But you know, just I'm not too high on Bryce. For the record, Bronny James is ranked 20th in the ESPN 100 of 2023. We'll and that may be a little high, but I mean. You know, when you have the LeBron clutch influence in your ear, I mean, of course that's going to happen. Clutch runs the world. All right, Ike, you want to wrap us up? I'm going to let Sam Kaiser wrap us up. What do you want me to say? Oh, sorry, beat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beat yeah. that. Uh, yeah, all right, all right, I'll do it. Uh, Mike, one, ah, fuck. one question I didn't get to ask tonight is – Sam, is there anyone in the draft who you'd say, like, he gets kind of a lot of attention for being on teams that are relevant and everyone says he has a dog in him, but when you look closely, the dog is a chihuahua without teeth? Kind of like, I don't know. You gotta tell he me. gets into big situations and everyone praises him for getting into big situations, but when he gets in the big situations, he kind of always falters. Who are we talking here? You guys think of anyone? Like an NBA player? Who like... Fuck. Maybe like someone... Uh, Jimmy Butler, maybe? You gotta let it go. It's becoming an <laughs> Do you have like you a gotta. Jimmy Butler you gotta, thing? You gotta let this go, dog. You gotta... You need that that wasn't even meant at, with any question. All right, whatever. Let's wrap up our episode like Jimmy wraps up his every year without a win, without winning anything. Uh, Congrats to them. You you love throwing throwing glasses. Wrap it up.